I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anand Zaki. Kia ora, Anand. There's been a slide in worker confidence. Kia ora to you, Perlina. Yes, uh, higher unemployment is likely on the way amid lower employment confidence as perceptions about job opportunities worsen. As you may have heard earlier, the Westpac McDermott Miller Employment Confidence Index fell nearly four points in the June quarter to 105.6, its lowest level in two years. A reading above 100 suggests more people remain optimistic than pessimistic. Perceptions about the current availability of jobs, a key measure in predicting unemployment, fell 11 points and was the biggest driver in lower confidence. Westpac senior economist Michael Gordon says higher unemployment is almost certain, which is what the Reserve Bank is looking for as it fights inflation. The difficulty with looking at the the jobs market as an indicator is that it does tend to be one of the I guess the slower responding um, parts of the economic cycle. So employment and especially um, wage inflation, you know, we're still seeing wage growth, for instance, still looks to be on the way up for now. Um, we're really not sort of looking at a turn in that until probably sometime later in in this year. But it's going in the right direction. But whether it will prove to be enough is just something that's going to require uh, a lot of patience on everyone's part. That's Westpac senior economist Michael Gordon. Research from the Infrastructure Commission says it's time for a national discussion on how to give disparate regions and income groups a fair share of infrastructure. The research shows generally households are spending less on infrastructure as wages outpace costs. High-income households and cities have better access while people in regions and rural areas and low-income families spend more on services and have less choice. Infrastructure is broadly defined as everything from running the car, taking the bus, water, energy and telecommunications. The Commission's General Manager of Strategy, Jeff Cooper, says it's about what's fair in terms of infrastructure provision, funding and pricing. As your incomes increase, you tend to consume more infrastructure services. And so I think the idea of targeting assistance um, through infrastructure needs um, quite a bit more thought, to be honest, because I think that the work of this study shows that uh, the users of infrastructure are wide and varied. Um, And so targeting vulnerable groups, it's not clear to us that that's always best done through infrastructure. Infrastructure Commission General Manager of Strategy, Jeff Cooper. Interest in buying small to medium-sized businesses is strong, according to the largest broker in the country. Sales data from the ABC Group shows the average price for such businesses rose 6% in the past year. Managing Director of ABC Business Sales, Chris Small, says completed sales were up 13% on the year before. He says the market is extremely buoyant, with buyer inquiries at a three-year high and new listings hitting an annual record of 97 last month. We're in a slightly buoyant market, which seems a really strange thing to say, given the backdrop, but that's what the numbers are telling us. I mean, we've seen a number of people made those comments that they go, we don't want to, you know, if they've got spare capital, we don't want to invest in commercial property, we don't have any confidence in that, or residential property, which is, an, which is an area they used to invest in, and they've realised the returns in business are still strong, and businesses in certain sectors are still going very well, and that's, that's, that's what they're jumping into. Chris Small says he's seeing a new wave of people looking for what are called side hustles, such as online homeware businesses or work-from-home opportunities. 
Childcare centres, aged care and distribution companies have also recently changed hands. Well, the aborted Russian mutiny over the weekend hasn't upset international financial markets but has investors on edge. The reaction has been limited to a moderate spike in gas and wheat prices, but oil remained steady as were shares. The managing director of RBC Capital Markets, Helly McCroft, says markets are not out of the woods yet, but fears that sanctions would hinder Russia's oil and gas exports have not eventuated. There was a sense that you could lose millions of barrels of Russian oil off the market because of sanctions. People talked about three million barrels potentially coming off the market. And yet we've seen a very minimal disruption, at least when it comes to oil. So we have a market right now that wants to see physical disruption before it actually gets priced in. That does not mean we're out of the woods. I mean, there's a clear risk of instability in Russia causing problems with exports. But the market right now is in a show me market, not a tell me market. And Helly McCroft says if tensions escalate to the point that Russia is unable to export uh, commodities, it would be felt deeply on the global market. Well, time for an update on the markets, and we're joined by Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners. Kia ora to you, Malika. Kia ora, Nan. Well, it was a bit uh, softer on Wall Street overnight, wasn't it? Uh, has that uh, sentiment flowed through to New Zealand? Yeah, it was a bit soft. Those tech stocks weighing a little with um, seeing some profit taking there. So um, we are down slightly down 20 points at 11,618 points. Looking at the NZX10, A2 Milk's down 8 cents at $5.27. Auckland Airport's down 6 cents at $8.28. EBOS is up 27 cents at 35.76. Fletch Building's down 1 cent at 5.17. Fisher and Parkle Healthcare's up 9 cents at 23.57. Infratil's down four cents at nine dollars eighty one. Main freight's down one dollar ninety five at seventy dollars. Meridian's up uh, eight and a half cents at five thirty nine and a half. Ryman's down four cents at six dollars forty nine. And Sparks down two cents at five dollars six and a half. And uh, better in Australia, Malika. Yeah, good start over there. They're up half a cent or thirty six points on the All Lords. Um, just looking at the banks, ANZ's up 16 cents at 22.93, CBA's up a dollar 16 at 99.09, NAB's up 29 cents at 25.86, and Westpac's up 18 cents at 20 dollars 86. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. Um, weaker in this morning's trading, we're buying 61.57 US cents, 92.2 Australian, 48.4 pence, 56.4 euro cents, 88.3 yuan. Uh, sorry, 88.3 yen and 4.46 yuan. And finally, interest rates, oil and gold. 90-day bank bills are at 5.72%. The five-year swap is at 4.625% and the 10-year is at 4.435%. Brent crude $73.94 US a barrel and spot gold is $1,922 US an ounce. Thank you, Malika. That's Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners with our market update. And in other business news this lunch hour, transport and logistics company Main Freight sees businesses challenging with weakness in volumes and activity. In its annual report, Managing Director Don Braid has said the company has been controlling its costs and adjusting its freight rates, but the first half of the year is expected to be tougher. He says the firm's confident in its medium to long-term growth prospects with opportunities to find growth as it, as it invests in its international network. 
The chief executive of the New Plymouth-based TSB, Don- Donna Cooper, is to leave the bank. She's leaving at the end of July, just short of her five-year term, and plans to take ta- time out with her family. The chief financial officer, Gordon Davidson, will be acting chief executive pending a permanent appointment. And finally, honey exporter and producer Comvita is reporting record sales from the 618 shopping festival in China, the second busiest festival of the year. The company says sales were up more than 12% and the company outperformed all other Manuka honey brands at the event. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Paulina, that's business. Kia ora. Na, na mihi ana.